future. There are no people. There are no people in the future. No people at all. There are no people in the future. Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future. Let me try my people call. Yes, it is Election Day Eve, November 6, 2023. Welcome to Raging Chickens, out to Coop Live. Oof. <clears throat> That's right. This is Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. On Out to Coop Live, we talk to progressives, activists, and troublemakers of all sorts, right from our own backyards and across the country. <clears throat> You can also join us at the end of the week for our Friday Politics Roundup, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics, and a lot of the ugly this year. You can get all our shows by subscribing to our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. You can help to support this show right now by becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress for all the details. You can also help out the show right now by heading over to our over to our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you know every time that we go live. And if you're one of our awesome podcast listeners, make sure to leave us that five-star review, whatever platform you listen on. And leave a comment to let other people know why you like the show. Little things like this help other folks find the show. For more PA Progressive Talk, tune into the Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern, wherever you get your streams, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, <laughs> and subscribe to his podcast wherever you get your podcast. Check out the ricksmithshow.com for the latest across all his platforms. And the Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast is just amazing. We don't know that already. The amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind that podcast rock the house. And they know where the bodies are buried. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at, at the Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter. And subscribe to their podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. And you got to check out The Signal. The Signal is a new podcast from the Bucks County Beacon. The Signal is hosted by the Beacon's editor in chief, Cyril Michaleko, and produced by yours truly. I got to stop calling it the new podcast. You know, we just uh, we got a new episode coming out um, Wednesday, and uh, we're kind of approaching the end of season one it's pretty amazing pretty amazing anyways twice a month the signal shines a light on the right-wing extremist currents streaming through bucks county and beyond cyril invites guests who can provide insight analysis and organizing solutions so that we can steer the community toward calmer saner progressive roots and in case you missed it also the beacon just launched its new gen z focused and hosted podcast called the civic circle first episode second episode Third episode's coming. Oh, so good. So good. You got to check it out. Um, Civic Circle's got its own stream now. You can check out all the information to go to buckscountybeacon.com or go to buckscountybeacon.podbean.com for the podcast. Um, get all those podcasts. So great. And attention gamers, all you gamers out there. The Game Inn is a Quaker Town-based black family-owned gaming store. They're friends of the show, and they've got everything from RetroN 64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, collectibles, action figures, Funko Pops, walls of Funko Pops, and kids get discounts with every AI in the report, AI in the report card. Check it out. Head on over to the Facebook page, follow my Twitter at, at the Game Inn, that's with two N's. 
you've got a question about a game, look for something hard to get, shoot them a message or drop them an email at thegamingpa at gmail.com. Special shout-out goes to Jonathan Mann, who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. You gotta check out all this great stuff and on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter or X at Song of Day Man. That's with two N's at, at Song of Day Man on X. <laughs> well, on today's show, we're just going to be focused in on taking some breaths today, uh, taking some uh, deep breaths, be reflective and hopeful. And uh, recognize all the work that has been put in to uh, do our best to make sure that uh, we get good results in the elections. Um, And remember the kind of organizations that have been built over the past several years to uh, take concrete steps toward taking back communities. So I hope you all are doing okay tonight. Um, I'm uh, just a little exhausted. Um, I will be working the polls all day tomorrow um, at my polling place. I'll be there bright and early uh, to set everything up and to close down at the end of the night. Um, it's going to be a long, long day. Um, one of the nice things though, about being working inside the polling place on election day is you can, you can get a, a break from some of the craziness, you know I mean? Cause one of the things that happens on the inside of the polling place, like when you're, you know, helping check people in to vote and things like this focus is really just on making sure the process can go as smoothly as possible folks, um, to make sure that people get their right to vote, you know, um, it's, it feels like a extraordinarily positive endeavor. And, uh, this year's, I don't, I don't know how to explain it this year. Um, I, I, you know, I've said versions of this before, so pardon me for this. Like I said, I'm really tired. I was trying to kind of catch up on all my work that I needed to uh, get done um, since I won't be working tomorrow. And so I was up a little bit late uh, trying to get all this stuff done and then it's been nonstop all day. Um, But this year it's been, I don't know, reflective. Um, I I never thought I would be in, you know, in, in a place where you, you, you're watching, you know, people who, you know, for all, all intents and purposes kind of live in your, you know, community, they're your kind of extended neighbors, if you will, being willing to just kind of run roughshod over other members of community of the community that who don't kind of buy into their kind of religious fervor, their ideological. It's not even, I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, it is ideological. It's, I mean, it's a Christian nationalist kind of ideology, you know, watching people 
being willing to fundamentally alter school curricula to demonize LGBTQ plus kids to softly encourage overt racism to creep its way back into the halls of our schools. It's, uh, it's like one of these moments that you just, not even moments, but it's been one of these, these years where I, you know, I, I don't want to sound too like dramatic or something, but it's like, you know, you feel a moment in history and where the story of history, the story of this country, the story of America, America, America <laughs> is, uh, is changing for people of, you know, my age. Um, but it becomes the common story, like the everyday story of, of our kids, you know? I mean, for me, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, growing up, it felt like you're moving forward, you know? There was a civil rights movement. There was the feminist movement. There was the LGBTQ plus movement. You know, there was an ex what seemed like an expansion of rights. And it, you know, it wasn't just, I don't want to kind of point the rosy picture at it because, you know, we saw in the 1980s, you know, we saw a kind of a war on the working class. We saw a war on labor. We saw <clears throat> a democratic party who abandoned its working class roots and, uh, kind of got in bed with the professional middle middle class and the expert class. And that's who they uh, <clears throat> wanted to focus on. They thought it was the next best co next new coalition. And um, so I don't want to kind of suggest that it was all good. You know, it wasn't, I mean, remember we had, you know, in the 1980s, not only did you have, you know, like I said, the war on labor, um, the rolling back of, of <clears throat> labor rights. We also saw an, um, you know, an unhinged foreign policy, which we were, um, you know, on the one hand, defending ourselves against the commies, <laughs> as, as they say. But also um, supporting brutal dictators in Central America. <clears throat> and, you know, throughout the world, helping overturn democratic elections in places like Chile. And helping, you know, so it was, obviously we had, you know, like I've said, it wasn't perfect, but there was this sense, at least, you know, this is how we were, we were taught at the time. There was, there was, there were these... buttresses, if you will. There were guardrails, if you will, that would, you know, keep us on a road at least. And, um, you know, this, this, the past couple of years have been one of the, have several years have been feeling like, oh, you know, when did the guardrails go away? <laughs> like, w were they actually there before? 
you know, when did they turn from, you know, solid steel to wood to holograms and then just disappear altogether? And, uh, you know, I so, I, so it's been a lot of that, you know, it's been a lot of that here. And then to watch what's been happening here in Bucks County, right, what's, what's been happening with our school boards has been sobering, <clears throat> to say the least. Um, the Penridge School Board, like I said, running roughshod over members of the community, just like making secret deals, hiring you know, Christian nationalists, curricular consultants to come and completely alter and change and whitewash the social studies curriculum and the English curriculum in the Penridge schools. Hiring this Christian nationalist who's like only has one client <laughs> and Penridge was the first. It's just, uh, it makes a mockery even of their own rhetoric, you know, I mean, even of their own fiscal discipline and you know, follow the rules and blah, blah, blah. They don't care. It's all about power. But what has been extraordinary <clears throat> is been seeing people organize. You know, in the Penridge, this, you know, this is like the second or third time round of uh, school board candidates, really good school board candidates running. Um, knowing full well that, uh, you know, they're fighting an uphill battle. <clears throat> um, the numbers, if you just look at the numbers in the, the Penridge school district, I mean, the, you know, the, it's a, it's a Republican leaning district, right? Um, you know, it's the numbers, you know, it's a conservative, it's a more conservative area, at least traditionally. I mean, that's all changing, right? Which is one of the reasons why all this stuff is happening now. Right? I mean, it's changing. <clears throat> People want to go back to the 1950s when keep everything the same when, in a world that's completely changed. And you've got some, you know, really courageous candidates here in, you know, in Penridge, certainly, <clears throat> that have, not, I don't want to kind of like, yes, courageous, right? But I mean, they're stepping forward and they're, you know, it's not like, a, you know, these are candidates who are not running as like a fool's errand or like, I am just going to stand up. These are like serious people who care about this community and are doing everything that they possibly can to make the school district a better place. Right? So if I can leave you with one thing tonight, it's just going to be, Little, kind of a little rundown, right? I'm going to put this stuff in chat. You know, and I know I did this on the show on Friday, but, you know, it's people always have a difficult time uh, figuring out who to vote for, right? So in Penridge, right, if you are kind of sitting here tonight trying to figure out who you're going to vote for, <clears throat> Right? And I don't mean because, you know, because you're trying to decide whether or not you want to side with Christian nationalists or sane people, uh, but rather you're just kind of like, I just don't know a lot. I just don't know who they You got to go to PenridgeCommunityAlliance.com, right? And you'll see the candidates, right? I mean, Carolyn Ciarino, 
Leah Foster Rash, Chris Kaufman, Ron Wirtz, and Bradley Merkelgump. Those are your people. Those are the people who are in it because they want to have quality schools for all kids. Not just their kids. Not just kids that look like them. Not just kids that are, you know, normal. That's how these people say. Normal. What a loaded word that is, right? They want to make sure all kids, all kids, got a shot. You know, and if you heard any of the stories, you know, of these, you know, of these five candidates, you know, just you talk to them, you, you kind of see they're all invested in just doing good, you know, and, and having an open mind to kind of what, what are the best ways that we have at our disposal? I mean, you got, you know, Chris Kaufman, you know, he's a, he's a union electrician, right? Leah Foster Rash is a science researcher, you know, I mean, I, I mean, Bradley Merkel come teacher, you know, I mean, it's like, these folks have a, have a range of experience that they could bring to the table. They're not party hacks. You know, you got like the, the, the head of the, the Penridge GOP running for school board on the other side of the tickets. The ones who are just going to bring us more of the culture wars, more of the kind of anti LGBTQ stuff, more of the kind of like, like white or nothing, you know, white is right. Kind of like mentality. Um, American exceptionalism, like don't, you know, whitewash the past. We don't need that stuff. Penridge Community Alliance candidates, penridgecommunityalliance.com. Got to check them out. If you are on the Central Bucks School District, I mean, Central Bucks has probably got the most, um, you know, has got the most light shine uh, shown on their district um, because, you know, in part, Paul Martino's, like we said, you know, this this uh, this past Friday, Paul Martino's dumping hundreds of thousands of dollars into that school, you know, the school board race. He's, he's setting up or, you know, he's like giving seed money to where he's basically the only funder of super PACs and PACs that are just going to go funnel money into this to make sure that his wife gets on that board and they can kind of continue on their extremist mode they're using it as stepping stones of their own power for their own limited vision of the world they're not open to alternatives they're not open to thinking about you know how to do things best they're not there for all kids so if you are voting in the central buck school district you want to check out neighbors united for school board central buck school district that's cbsdneighborsunited.com, right? I'm going to put that link right in tonight's chat too as well. <clears throat> there you got Karen Smith, Heather Reynolds, Dana Foley, Rick Herring, and Susan Gibson. You got to remember is that in uh, in Doylestown, you have uh, they run by um, regions, right? 
So in Penridge, it's everything's at large, right? Um, but in Central Bucks, you know, it's individual against individual for the region. Region. So depending on what region you're in, you're in. Like if you if you are in Region One, you want to vote for Karen Smith. If you're in Region Two, you want to vote for Heather Reynolds. You're in region three, you want to vote for Dana Foley. If you are, oops, I'm skipped around here. Oh no, I lost region four. Region four set up. So the other region, if you read region eight, Susan Gibson. Region six, Rick Herring. Region four, there it is, the CEO. You know, it's like, why do we want to say those folks, <laughs> right? So, I mean, check it out. CBSDNeighborsUnited.com. Karen Smith, Heather Reynolds, Dana Foley, Rick Herring, Susan Gibson. We just saw it in the Souderton School District. You know, I've, we've mentioned them. We haven't, we've heard stories been coming up about Souderton, um, them concerned that they're going to be the next one on the list. <laughs> Uh, for this take, they've already had some money being spent on these shadowy, like, you know, underhanded organizations, anti-union organizations that are pretending to be like local power for teachers, but are really just the same old union busting tactics being brought in there. You see the, the extremist language starting to circulate. But if you go to Souderton area for responsible leadership, Right, this is in Souderton. And you check out the candidates there, you're going to find candidates that are gonna be helpful for our kids, right? Christina Bertzos, Andrew Suchet, Rosemary Boydekoffer, sorry, uh, Scott Swindles, Elise Bowers, right? Bertos, Bowers, Budakoffer, Sochet, and Swindles. Right? We could go on, right? We talked about Council Rock, right? Council Rock is just, you know, again, uh, we saw, we read on this show, read on the uh, editorials. Um, we read uh, the, some of the editorials that were written about concern what was happening down at Council Rock, saying, look, we don't want to be the next Penridge. We don't want to be the next Central Bucks. We need people to come out. Down in Council Rock, it's together for Council Rock. Oops, got the wrong one, sorry. Council Rock. You got Tracy Osecki, Ed Tate, Matthew Leskowski, Linda Stone, Kimberly Winnick, 
and Nikki Khan. You know, I, I had a student of mine who, uh, one of the things that we do in, in my <clears throat> first year writing class is, you know, you practice a, so a bunch of different kinds of strategies of say argumentation and different kinds of writing. Um, and in the first year, the first semester class, really, um, a lot of what you're focused on is, you know, getting students comfortable in you know, different forms of writing, right? Using their own voice, right? Not just writing the kind of standard five paragraph essay, which is not gonna get them anywhere in the real world, Right? It's helpful for learning certain things about writing and strategies and particular kinds of, uh, I don't know, requirements of college-based writing. I don't know. I, I've always hated the five paragraphs I've since I was a kid. I understand why it's taught, but it's uh, it's really frustrating. Um, but anyways, you know, so you, different kinds of facility. And so I like doing like, you know, kind of real world writing. So they do their own stories about their journey to Kutztown. But then we do a letter to the editor and then we do an op-ed, right? And then we're going to watch this movie coming up and they're going to kind of do a response, kind of response to that, right? So they're thinking argumentation, but they have to kind of engage with, you know, a particular context. And so what we've been reading about, we've been, you know, reading um, newspaper articles about Penridge School District, the Kutztown School District, the uh, Central Bucks School District, right? We've been reading stuff out of the Philadelphia Inquirer and the New York Times out of uh, the Courier Times out of the, um, you know, a bunch of newspapers, right? It try to get them as kind of like down the middle as possible in newspaper articles, right? And so the idea is that you're kind of seeing the stuff that's going on, right? And then how do you think about that, right? You know, so that they're coming at it from all these different directions and so on. Anyways, so, you know, I had one student who basically was telling a story about their district, right? Which is not one of the ones that we read about which is not one of the ones that was on my radar, which is not one of the ones that we've been talking a whole lot about, but it just so happens to be a district that I drive by on my way to work quite often. And and there's all these signs that started going up I'm like, what is going on here? And you've got these folks that are there like, well, the real Republicans. And I'm like, holy crap, it's happening there too. It's happening there too. And what the student was writing about, right, is talking about the experience there, about it was the same thing happening there. And there you have the Democratic ticket includes the only school board incumbent, Emily Gaiman, or Gaiman, sorry. The other candidates are Melissa Torba, Tim Kearney, Eric Boyer, and Candy Cruz. You've got this other group of folks that are called the, they call themselves the true Republicans who are very, very much about bringing the culture wars to Southern Lehigh School District. 
So they've signed this controversial pledge that calls for enacting policies, a two-year moratorium on raising mileage rates, requiring school, school staff to notify parents and student requests to use different pronouns, names, or gender identities, prohibiting teachers and staff from posting signs or messages in classrooms or other areas that have a political or social viewpoint. Sound familiar? And it's one after the other and one after the other and just keeps on going. And I get the sense, and maybe I'm wrong because I haven't paying as close attention as I probably should to what's actually happening there, is that um, <clears throat> they've got people on their heels, right? I didn't think it was going to come to our school district, and now here it is. And, it, you know, it's very much a bedwether, you know, and <clears throat> bedwether, bellwether. I don't know what I'm talking about tonight, apparently. <clears throat> so anyways, I, you know, I'm telling you stuff that you probably, you know, you already know. You're already familiar with this stuff. And I really just wanted to come on tonight and just to be, <clears throat> my roots, to be with you for a little bit, breathe. And then kind of remind ourselves of it. And I thought I could close a little bit by just, you've probably seen this already. This was just published um, yesterday. It was a piece in Politico, <clears throat> right? And I, I think there's a lot of the way that it's situated that I, I tend to agree with, but, you know, it just kind of tells you this is, We've got national eyes on these school board races now. So the article in Political is called Pennsylvania School Board High Stakes Elections Carve a Path for 2024. This campaign is nothing like I've ever seen, said Karen Smith, an incumbent board member and former Republican, is in the Central Bucks. But the picture at the top of the page is of the Penridge School District. So here's how this is Juan Perez Jr. writing for Politico says, Pennsylvania conservatives are about to test the voltage of education politics. School board elections are set to occur across the country on Tuesday, but few of these once quiet contests have become as vicious, sophisticated, expensive, and injecting with dual endorsements from political committees and national organizations quite like the campaigns in the Keystone State. A venture capitalist puts up hundreds of thousands of dollars to defend conservative control of his hometown Philadelphia area board and support other school campaigns. A Republican political committee is supporting candidates in Cumberland County, a red-leaning area west of Harrisburg, where Democrats made gains during recent gubernatorial and presidential elections. Local chapters of Moms for Liberty, a national group that's grown into the biggest name in Republican school politics, and the conservative 1776 Project PAC, have endorsed candidates in counties throughout the state. Progressive organizations, teachers unions, and groups linked to federal Democratic lawmakers, including, including Senator uh, Elizabeth Warren, are fighting back through races in state college and big city suburbs. <clears throat> All that action has turned low-level school board campaigns in a swing state President Joe Biden and his Republican challenger likely need to win next year into a laboratory for the vitality of education-drenched politics. 
quote, for the children of Pennsylvania, this is the most high stakes election of their entire lives, unquote, said Susan Spica, executive director of Education Voters of Pennsylvania, a nonpartisan group, quote, because once you get five people on a school board who are going to operate as a block, they can do pretty much anything they want, as they've done in Penridge. Conservatives galvanized by COVID-shuttered schools have made book restrictions and LGBTQ student expression into a live wire this election. A recent Brookings Institution analysis concluded Pennsylvania was one of Moms for Liberty's biggest strongholds outside of Florida and New York, following the group's raucous summertime rally with GOP presidential candidates in Philadelphia. There are other problems beyond culture wars, too. This year, a state judge underscored the long-running crisis by declaring Pennsylvania's school funding system unconstitutional because we're supposed to be able to, you know, we're guaranteed by our constitutions that all kids get good education, quality public education, and we haven't been doing that. But now the resources needed to compete in these um, school board races look a lot like bigger profile campaigns. Quote, you need mailers, you need signs, you need training for poll workers, you need Facebook ads, you need websites built. It's all this stuff, said Paul Martino, a venture capitalist who formed a political committee to bankroll school board candidates dedicated to school reopening in 2021. Quote, 2021 was the year it all got changed, and this is the world we're in now, said Martino, who this year used his committees to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in school board races throughout the state, but mostly a conservative slate running in Bucks County District where his wife is also a candidate. Quote, my guess is that we're going to see a turnout of 45% in an off-year election. Like, nobody sees that, says Martino. Some operatives say Pennsylvania school board elections are also testing a new kind of up-ballot momentum, where motivated voters first look to local boards before directing their attention to critical municipal um, judiciary and legislative seats higher up on the ballot. This is exactly what we've been talking about in this show. Quote, we'll learn a lot from Pennsylvania, unquote, said Hannah Riddle, director of the Candidate Services for Progressive Change Campaign, or Progressive Change Campaign Committee, which is backing local candidates throughout the state, plus Ohio and Virginia, on the November 7th ballot. Quote, we'll learn a lot, not just about what to expect in school board races next year, but what to expect up and down the ticket as well. School board elections from the Philadelphia and Pittsburgh suburbs to smaller central Pennsylvania communities will further test the potency of conservative school politics ahead of, ahead of the 2024 presidential election. Look to Bucks County, one of the swingiest counties in one of America's swingiest states for ample examples. Conservative board members won a six to three majority in the central Bucks school district outside of fifth Philadelphia in 2021. Passionate fights over library book restrictions, curriculum, and student gender identity have not seemed to stop at the state's third largest school system since. Following searing public debates, the Central Buck School Board in July 2022 adopted a library book policy that limited the presence of sexualized content and allowed any district's um, resident to formally challenge library materials, quote, on the basis of appropriateness, whatever well, that means. Board members began revising policies. The ACLU began suing. Right? I mean, this goes on and on and on. The Stop Bucks Extremism Committee, led by Republican operative Bob Solera, has sent thousands of flyers to voters that reprinted explicit images from titles pulled from school shelves and distributed a Neighbors United slate of five liberal school candidates as fighting to keep these books on our middle school school libraries. Underhanded stuff.
And the article goes on. This is, <clears throat> I guess the one thing that we should remember is people like Paul Martino, people like Jeffrey Ass. These right-wing, power-hungry packs and people are using our kids as, as, as part of their laboratory. They're exploiting our kids and our schools and our communities for their run at power. You know, I'm reminded in the midst of the absolute horrifying, horrific, devastating words fail. Bombing and wars and killing that's going on right now in Israel and Gaza. And I, re I remember, like, you know, October 7th when Hamas had kind of, you know, murdered 1,400 civilians, Jews, you know, took a bunch of things. And then Israel began as bombing came, but bombing campaign. I remember in the aftermath of that just being kind of like, is this, how do you just, the horror, right? And I read a piece from Naomi Klein's um, kind of op-ed that she wrote for The Guardian about that. And she said, I want to be part of a progressive movement that will always side with the children over the guns. That's what it means, right? And I can't help hearing echoes of that as I'm thinking about what's at stake in these school board elections, right? I mean, we're not talking about it's obviously not a one-to-one -one parallel, you know? So I, I don't mean to suggest that. I just mean like the idea you gotta, you gotta side with the best for everyone over the power plays of people who just want power. People who are willing to destroy to get their power. You gotta side with all the kids against those people. Those people that are willing to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to suppress access to vital services for LGBTQ youth, for example. To eliminate the stories of the population so that they can keep their dream of a white America alive. Who throw compassion for others out the window so that they can make a buck name for themselves. <clears throat> I 
And in the midst of this, you know, amazing organizing has been going on and people have been rebuilding community, you know, and I've been thinking a lot about that lately too. Anyways, I've gone on longer than I wanted to tonight anyways. Um, I really just wanted to get on tonight and just be with y'all for a little bit. Um, I've got to go. I've definitely got to get a good night's sleep tonight. It's going to be a long, long day tomorrow. Um, I wish all of you a good day tomorrow. And, you know, whether you're handing out literature, if you're, you know, at the polls, um, talking to voters, if you're checking voters in inside the polls, let's be who we want our communities to be. I know you're all out there. You're there for your kids. You're there for your community. You're there for each other. And, you know, I, I do believe that in the long run, that's what wins. But those are also relationships that take time to build. And then how can we build our communities around that? So that the... vitriol of these power-hungry zealots don't find such receptive places in our communities. So, you've done amazing work, everybody. You've done amazing work. I know you have. And I thank you for all you've done. And I thank you for the support you've given us here. That what you've been able to help do with the beacon. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's really an amazing thing to be part of that project too as well, just by producing their podcasts. But it's to help, feels like we're kind of got a long-term agenda for a change. <laughs> but right now, tomorrow's a day. Get out there and vote. Make sure your neighbors vote. Make sure all those people that you know that want to be there for the kids, that want to defend education, that want to defend our communities, make sure you vote in the Supreme Court race. Daniel McCaffrey, Pennsylvania Supreme Court is going to be up for grabs. Which way does it go on abortion? You have an anti-abortion zealot running for Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Do not allow her to get on there. Vote for Dan McCaffrey. All right, everybody, um, get some good night's sleep. It's going to be a big day tomorrow, and uh, we'll be back regardless, <laughs> regardless what happens tomorrow, um, to think about where we go from here. And uh, I'm pretty sure that everybody knows that, you know, there is no, like, even if we win this election, then, oh, good, it's all taken care of. No, 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 we know that's not the, I mean, that's not the story. Excuse me. So, all right, everybody. Have yourself a good night. Um, I've got a little more work to do before I can kind of cash my chips in for the day and get ready for a nice bright early start at the polls tomorrow. So happy uh, election day eve and uh, hope to see you tomorrow.
says Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. There are no people in the future. No people Roddy here for tonight. There are no people in the future. See you soon. There are no people in the future. See ya. Let me try my people call.